Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm your host and I'm, um, or I should tell you who I am. I'm Diane Gibbs. This is episode 381 and I'm joined by my super good friend um, and brother from another mother, Mario Quesada. And I, we are talking about mindset and challenges and all the things that come into all the things that maybe hold us back. So Shruti is here. It's great to see you. Josh Ash, who's in Pennsylvania. I think he's in Philly. Chris Ding, yo, Ding, no. Oh, buddy. Why am I having such a hard time with your name? But he's in Cape Cod. Ashwin's here. He's in Dublin, Ireland. Amy is here in, um, it's good to see you, Josh. And um, Amy's here in Raleigh. And Adrian's here also in Ireland, but not in Dublin. He was in Bermuda and then Boston and then to Ireland. So it's Adrian, it's good to have you. Um, so Shruti, if you tell me, oh, and Will, Will's in Rochester, but he's going to be moving soon. So he's ready to go. So, and Mario's in Hawaii in case Hello. anybody didn't know. Oh, London. Okay. Awesome. And if you guys want everybody else to see who you're talking to or what you're saying in the chat, you can just to do to all panelists and attendees. And this is, um, this is what uh, we're doing as a community thing. We did this a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and it was really, it was really nice. Hey, Jeremy, Jeremy's in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and what we're doing is we're just talking about some things maybe that holding us are holding us back. And I always have questions, so I can just, you know, totally tug all the time, but that's not what I'm like, unless you didn't know me well. And, um, maybe this is your first time. So I just want to let you know that if you want to come on, we're doing something different. So Lisa, it's great to see you again. Um, if you can remind me where you're coming in from, that would be awesome. Okay. We have a question or somebody. Oh, I thought somebody had their hand up. It went up and then, and all you have to do is like raise your hand. I know they're scared. Mario's not scary. (laughs) Some people think he's scary. People think I'm scary. I think it's It's just, because you're serious looking sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's my it's my normal resting faces yeah kind of. will will has that same resting face and he i give him a hard time about it all the time but um i know he's not mad at me but i would like him to smile more but it's okay everybody doesn't have to smile all the time like me um so If you don't know, um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about this awesome conference that I'm going to next week. And this is why this is so in particular. He is making Mario super uncomfortable, but he has a conference that is it's not uncomfortable. No. Oh, good. Okay. It would make me uncomfortable. So that's good. (laughs) These are things I need to work on. So it's a a conference all about mindset. And so it's a five day conference. I am taking if you believe this, I it's really nice because I have a few hours in the middle of the day to do stuff, but um, there is a code. Um, and if you're on the email, you get the code and that is, gets you 40% off. So you have a few days yeah. left. You can buy your ticket probably on Monday still. Could you? Or is it closed uh, on Sunday? It's closed Sunday midnight, but um, I mean, I guess I could open up to Monday. Yeah. No, that's not a big deal. Okay. Anyway, do that just in case anybody had something, but um, I put it down in the chat. So if you guys want, but if you would have gotten it in this link that you got today, but anyway, so I'm really excited because I'm in the middle. So Mario launched his and did all his launch before. And I was like, you've got this, this is going to be great. And now I think it was earlier this week because camp's coming, everything's getting lined up and all the anxiety that goes in <laughs> with this. And Mario's like, should I send you the, um, that's right. Thank you. Should I send you the um, email that says everything's going to be great and everything's going to work out? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> send that now, send those texts. Because I think no matter what, even if it's gone great, it's every time you put yourself out there for every new client project, unless it's just this really long relationship with a client. But if you're doing something new, you still might get those butterflies. Do you ever get those butterflies, Mario? Me? You know, I do. Absolutely. Um, what about with long-term clients? Um, I think the longer, the longer we have relationships with people, the 
easier it is to enter into uh, uncharted waters with them. Um, if we're doing something new, if we're doing something um, different, uh, there's always going to be a certain sense of excitement. But I think because you develop a relationship with someone else and you guys are doing it together or you're entering into something new together, um, it really takes the edge and uh, uncomfort, uncomfortableness, uncomfortability, there you go, off of the, uh, off of the situation. So it's, it's interesting because even if it's a client, you, you've developed community. And I know you're huge on community, Diane. So um, you've developed community. And when we do things with others, um, it's less scary. Mm-hmm. And when you are in a vacuum, when you're doing it mm-hmm. and you're not talking about it, it's even more scary because then all the doubts um, I was I had shown Ashwin this a couple of weeks ago. I'd send him this link to this video. And it was this um, this author that I like. He's also a pastor in um, L.A., not lower Alabama people in the real L.A. Um, and his name's Erwin McManus. And he was talking about how those thoughts, those negative thoughts can be like a swarm of bees and it's Mm. hard to like kill all of them. And it's hard to like focus, which one to focus on to say that's not true or where the truth isn't. And I, I think um, it was really interesting to me how he pointed that out, that it was like bees. If it was a lion, we could attack the lion. We could Mm -hmm. recoup, you know, we could go, but it's not a lion. It is these swarm of bees. Okay. Ashwin has a question. I would love, do you want to come on and ask a question or do you, are you not available? I mean, I can always read it. Okay. He says he can come on. It's always just nice to be, um, you know, friends. Talk to other people. I know. There he is. With your furry mic. I know. <laughs> that okay. mic is amazing. It is. Okay, ask your question. You want to tell people where you yeah. are just so then they know? Sure. I am calling in from Dublin. And the question I have for you, Mario, is how do you transition from a service-based job to being paid for your idea or for speaking? Mm, that's interesting. Um I th- I've thought of it more as an extension of serving. Um, when I speak, um, I'm just serving in a different way, a different capacity. Um, I think as as people who do service based business, like probably like yourself, I know that you you do books. You're illustrator. Are are you Ashwin? You're an illustrator, yes, primarily. So primarily. Um, yeah. So but he also does workshops. Yeah. Awesome. So. How does how did how did that transition go for you from doing your own illustration or illustration for hire to actually teaching people how to do that? Was that was that a big transition for you? Um, not really, because I was doing it uh, at university and then mm-hmm. started working with other um, companies to teach them as well. But mm-hmm. it, I, I don't necessarily teach them illustration. I teach them more. Um, visual thinking per se. Okay. And creative the, block, right? Or creative. Yeah. How to unlock your creative block. So was that, was that a hard transition for you? It wasn't hard in the sense that it was, it was, um, there was a channel open. So there were, like it was mm-hmm. done through a connection. So I was in a company and they knew the type of work I did. And they were like, you do this. Would you be able to solve this problem for us? And so that was an invitation in to that specific company. But I'm not sure how to then replicate that outside of that internal space, you know, because that was an invite in. But then how do I do that in a new company where I have no connections or no contacts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let me ask you maybe one or two more other questions. When you started illustration or when you started going to school for illustration, um, what was, what was your, what was your path to expertise? Right. Like, Uh, yeah. Like what, what, what did you do to become better at illustration? So I, I never studied illustration. Um, I actually um, got to it through 
many years of working in the ad agency as a graphic designer and then as an art director. Um, so expertise for me comes from repetition, working on it, building. Um, you have to put in those 10,000 hours, write about it, um, share yeah. your process. Okay. So why, why, would, why would speaking or being paid to speak be any different? I suppose it's easier to share your work when it's like visual. You just post it on Instagram and it's done. Um, can you can you share your ideas and how you the thing your your maybe your methods or or what you would be an expert or consider being an expert in speaking upon like speaking on? Can you share ideas? Um, I mean, you can share them visually, but you can also share them audibly with video. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. he's doing think, that. So then what yeah. else? What else? So how can he get it in the, I'm just helping you in your question. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. If no, I yeah, go not, for it. But, but like, how does he get that in front of the right people? What are some ideas is tactical mm -hmm. ideas? Are you thinking, or is it like mentally you're held up? Tactical ideas would be great because uh, I sort of know the, things to do like i am producing videos i'm posting on instagram and youtube but then now it's a question of how do i present it to the right people so you're creating content already yes. right for yourself yeah. um and are you doing any like uh, outreach to be on like other people's podcasts like i know you were on diane's right um yes. speaking about speaking at what whatever you're you're you want to speak about i would start connecting with people that have podcasts and say, Hey, I'd love to, I'd love to be on a podcast with you. I'd love to be on your podcast. Just start, just start approaching people. And the more you do that, the more you practice uh, doing that. And then also you can, you can hit up people that are following you on Instagram and saying, Hey, would you that have maybe have a, an equal or greater following and say, Hey, would you like to do an Instagram live? Right. Right. And now you're actually creating content with other people. And you're starting to starting to basically create a speaker's reel, right? And the more you do that, the more people are going to see that. So what you want to do right now is not just putting in those, you know, 10,000 hours, but you want to practice what you want to do, right? So you want to practice speaking. And the more you speak, the more your speaking will be out there. And the more you'll actually be able to attract the right people. Um, I had a random connection through our lovely Diane here um, this week with, with somebody who, you know, we were talking about speaking at an organization um, and a year and a half ago, I wouldn't even, that wouldn't have even been like on my radar to speak at this specific organization, but because I've, I've, you know, known Diane or because I've spoken at other places or because I've done many talks already, I've, I'm, comfortable in the approach of or be someone being something approaching me from pretty much any organization it's still kind of like that imposter syndrome kind of pops in right but i'm i'm comfortable with anybody asking me to speak on whatever i speak about right yeah but because it's just because i've i've made it purposeful in my in my heart and my life to say you know what uh i think it was 2020 and i think i think i told diane about this like i want to speak at i want to speak on you know, X amount of podcasts this year, not my own, but somebody else's, right? <laughs> so you, you make a goal and then you just start doing it. And the more, the more your name starts getting popped out around, people are going to start connecting with you. Other audience starts seeing you. People in that audience may want you to speak to them or speak for them. Um, there's, it's basically, you have to go out and, and connect with people and instead of just making content for yourself, you're making content with other with other people, for them. And the more you put yourself out there, the more you're you're going to be known for what you want to speak on. Um, but you have to. It's almost like you have to. You have to flood the field, right? You have to. You have to prepare the field with with sowing the seeds. And I know what you mean. I know what you you know what I mean. Like sowing that seed out. Um, and right now you have to just put your name everywhere and be purposeful on speaking as in as many places as, as you can um, unpaid, paid, whatever. Um, I've been paid a few times. I, I started doing this. I started just putting out videos or putting out my thoughts 
on Instagram, like I, I know you're doing. Um, and I got contacted randomly by this business, this kind of large business um, group in, in Africa. And so I did this, this whole talk to, you know, 80, 80 uh, people on her, on her business group. And uh, it was the most random and awesome thing because I'm speaking to like 80 African entrepreneurial um, young people that really want to get, you know, break through and, and break through their plateaus and kind of like move forward. Um, and it was super exciting. And I've kept, you know, I've kept in touch with them. And, but it's just another way. We just have to kind of just start doing it. The more, the more we do what we want to do or start attacking what we want to achieve, it's just going to happen. So there's no real like mindset shift there for me. It was just like, how do I go from serving people this way to serving people with what I know? And I can, I can, I can share with people and it's, you know, teaching, teaching seems like it's a comfort place for you. So you're just doing it in a different place. I have a, I have a, a comment. Sometimes y'all are like super quiet and I'm like, hmm, Oh, Hey, Fabio's here from Miami and my mom's here. Um, but anyway, um, I wanted to say, so I get emails from people sometimes saying, Hey, I so-and-so would like to be a guest. They would be a great guest. And sometimes I look at those and, um, and I'm like, Oh, you know, I wish they would give me more. And so one thing, um, uh, Van had said, Hey, Diane, when you get mine done, can I, um, can I have it? Cause again, those are things that you should have a page on your site that has all the places that you've spoken but then have four or five things that you could do for those people. And what are some of the outcomes in those testimonials, which I know you have because you've done workshops at other places and done workshops so many times at the same big company because they've mm. gotten so much value from it. And so now it's like, does that person, your connection at that one company, know somebody else at another company that might be able to yeah. utilize you or at another agency, maybe in Dublin um, or somewhere else in Ireland or even virtually, um, I was just thinking I need to connect you with somebody that does a lot of virtual things too. I'll write it down and I'll do it later. Yeah. Just, I think just getting, being more, uh, on the offense of, of speaking more will get you, will get you to that place that you want to be at. Um, you know, and then that, that like a media page, like Diana was saying on your website, which I'm terrible at, I don't have that. But um, go ahead. You should. Why don't you have that? I don't have that yet. I'm speaking at all these places. So, but that would be. But it gives people who, if you're contacting Very jealous them, of Ashwin's hair. I know he has amazing <laughs> hair. I notice it lots of times when we're talking. And I was like, does it stand up like that on its own? You can always use the safe word as rooster. Uh, yeah, it, it's been doing all kinds of weird things because the weather has been changing. So, like, I think the more humid it gets, it, like, poofs up more. Yeah. Um, normally, it's quite straight. So, it's it's a weird, like, since lockdown, it's been doing this weird fluctuation. <laughs> well, what I was thinking is Jeremy had said, Jeremy Slagle, who's here, he's in Columbus, um, Ohio. And so, if you want to come on, Jeremy, just raise your little hand and um, not your physical hand, but your little uh under panelist and then you i think hit Actually, has, it just has a thing on the, on the thing now it doesn't have you don't have to go to oh, you don't have anymore. to go to panelists anyway okay um but then um because he said he wanted to speak at more thing more things and he's actually speaking at circle conference okay he's coming on hey and then okay oh you're I'm at busy the gym. <laughs> i love it yes well, and you're in a creative south shirt i'm in a creative south shirt Woo-hoo. hey this is ashwin and Mario, you. I've been listening. Okay, yeah. so what did you say? Yeah. Because you did, you claimed that that you wanted to speak more. Can yeah. you tell him a little, or about what you've done to get more speaking? Because you're speaking at circles, right? Yeah, I was supposed to speak at uh, like three conferences last year, but something something crazy happened, and I for somehow I got bumped off of all of them. But um, yeah, um, same sort of thing. I talked with Diane about this a while ago, and we we really, uh, I really just. You know, I, I I think I learned a lot from creating my book for Kickstarter, and that was I wanted to do a children's book, so I did a children's book, and I wanted to do more, which, by the way, I just did one for a publisher, which is awesome. 
Um, and so maybe you so, can connect Ashwin because he also does children's books. So you guys, I'll give yeah. you a connection later. I'll send you an email. Yeah. So basically, what I what I learned from that was is like if you want to do something, then you have to show people that you do that. So I think what what uh, your guest was just saying a minute ago is really good. Like, you, and 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 as far as podcasts go, I think there's this myth that that podcasters are going to find you, but most podcasters end up working, uh, putting you on your podcast because you reached out to them, not because they reached out to you. So um, that's something else to do. But yeah, like um, I wanted to do workshops. So I rented a space here in Columbus and put it, put out the thing and said, you know, we can, let's get like, it's like 150 bucks for a three hour workshop. Let's make this happen. And I sold it out. So I think, you know, you, you learn by like trying it. Um, and doing it. And then I've been, since then I've done the same workshop at the circles conference. And then I've done that workshop for the modern college of design and, and other places that have brought me in to do those workshops. So yeah, it's just, you have to just put yourself out there. And I do have a speaker's page on my website and it's been great. Um, and I actually, at the bottom of it, I have links where, you know, uh, whoever is, is hosting it can download my headshot. They can download, uh, a long bio, a short bio, like, all the stuff that they request, um, it's all it's all there for them to like click and download right off my website. So I just the more the easier you serve stuff up. Um, another good example of that is like, um, oh shoot, it's I'm, I'm missing right now. But like, um, what's the what's the big um, packaging website? The Dye Line. So one of the things I learned about from the Dye Line is that uh, you know if you know what size images they use and what kind of copy they use. Um, and you basically send them a link to a folder full of images with the copy, the kind of the way that they're looking for, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is plug and play. The guy sent us everything we need exactly in the file size and format we use for our blog. So if you do, if you do the work for people, they really appreciate it. Jeremy, you also on your website, I put it down there so everybody can see, but you also have people you're showing yourself doing that workshop. You're showing yourself, even if it's virtual, showing like a screen of you teaching something or again, it just shows you in that place. And I think that that also gives a, there's, there's trust and there's like, Oh, it's not a scary person. Yeah. And the other thing I'll tell you is um, I don't ever mind being the last minute alternate for conferences. So I've done that several times. I've always got my um, presentation on my screen and I've been to several creative conferences where I've, let the person that's heading it up know I'm going to be attending anyways. If someone's flight doesn't come in or they get sick and they can't go on, just plug me in. So I've done that a few times Smart. where I've had the opportunity to just, just like set their mind at ease. Like there's nothing more, worse than running a conference and thinking something might go wrong. Um, but if you can be there and say, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, I'm ready. I can do this. Um, you just kind of have to be ready to roll whenever the time comes. But I will say like the first, uh, when I started going out on my own, I told God, I said, God, I will never say no to anything you put in front of me if fear is the only thing that's keeping me from doing it. And, um, and then like uh, the same day, I think um, Tim Frame, who's a, a local designer and friend of mine, he's a, uh, he's with faculty at a university. He called me and said, hey, I want you to come out and speak to, we're going to get the auditorium. I want you to come speak to all the creative kids. And I about passed out. I was like, oh, God, you know, as soon as I said that uh, and I, I got up there, I remember going and I, I remember walking up to the podium and then I remember sitting down after the talk and I don't remember anything that happened in between. Um, but now, like the more I do it, the more I absolutely love speaking and I don't even mind being a last minute. Like, I know you're not prepared to do this, but step up on stage, plug your thing in and let's go. Like, I, I can do that now. So that's great. That's really cool. Great advice. Yeah, I, I it just reminded me of this uh, thing that Erwin um, McBanis says. He says, um, fear, fear is the faith in the negative. And I was like, that flipped my idea of like how you think of fear. And mm -hmm. so when you switch your faith to the positive or like in God and, and in the positive future and hope, then suddenly that opens up your avenue and you're, you're no longer stuck in that place of putting faith in this negative future. Right. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy, for letting us interrupt yeah. your workshop. Go get more sweaty. 
I will. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I could get any sweatier than I am right now. So, well, I'm glad there's no smell of vision. We don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jeremy. I'm going to, I'll put you back in the, I, or maybe I can, I don't know. Yeah. Put me away. Okay. Bye. (laughs) See ya. Bye. I don't even know how to make them back. I don't know. Change role to attendee. Ah, okay. That was good. And so I think that helps Van. It helps me. I think it helps. um, I think, I think we need to say yes when, when we're doing it, what is something, uh, do you have any other questions, Ashwin? I want to make sure if anybody else wants to ask a question, all they have to do is raise their little hand and I'll bring them up or type it in. No, I don't have any more questions at the moment. Okay. Well, I'm going to send you, send you back. Thank you for being brave and coming in. Um, thank you. In that same situation, mm-hmm. um, is there ever, for me, it's about being good enough. Uh, I'm not good enough. They didn't choose me, right? And so being standing mm. out in front. So um, it can be very, or putting yourself out there. Do you have any suggestions for somebody who, and this could be with anything, not just a speaking gig. This could be with trying to put a bid in for a client that you don't really feel like you're not sure if you have all of the skills, but you know you have people or you have friends that could help you if you needed to. What do you have any suggestions or com- ideas for that Can i know you, you do just tighten yeah. that question up a little bit okay <laughs> what it. um okay so what because okay for me it's hard to just put myself out there and the swarm of bees of negative thoughts can be racing and that is enough to hold me back so like what would you tell somebody in that same situation a, it's it's difficult to to think when there's a swarm of bees attacking your face, right? Um, so the the first thing I tend to do after I freak out is I have to remember remember what I am capable of doing, right? And what I'm capable of controlling, and what I'm not capable of controlling. Maybe I can't control the swarm of bees around my face, but maybe they're around my face because I have, you know, honey all over my face. And maybe I need to first take care of that and the bees will take care of themselves. Um, I think what we need to do is really take a moment um, and get centered back to reality. Because once really what, what happens is those swarm of bees is really an attack of fantasy, right? It's Mm. fear. It's um, you know, like Ashwin was saying, or Erwin Manis says, fear is faith in the reverse or the, in the negative, right? So what happens is <clears throat> those negative thoughts, they're swarming because they're in our head, right? And there's nowhere for them to go, but continuously going around in our head. And so what we need to do is get quiet and we need to get centered and for me, I like to, the way the way I kind of dispel that that swarm of bees to use that analogy is I give them somewhere to go, right? That's not in my head. So I get a pen, I get a paper, and this I, I, we've talked about this before, I think, but this is probably the most important thing that you can do when you're struggling with negative thoughts attacking you, and it's so important to get a pen and an actual piece of paper or some writing device and an actual um, thing to write on paper and pen is just powerful to me. So once you give, you give those bees direction, those bees will fly out onto that paper. Right. And then you can see everything that you're, that you're, you're fearing. You can write those things out and you start to see how somewhat ridiculous most of that stuff is and imaginary. It's all fantasy. It's all fantasy. And there might be one thing by the time you get to, because as you start writing, the, it's the, the fantasy is huge. But as you start writing, reality starts to set in. Mm. It starts to set in. And by the end of it, the last few are probably actual real things that you can actually take action on. Everything else is imaginary. Everything else is fantasy. Oh, if I if I don't win this job, my my family's gonna leave me. My son's gonna hate me. He's too. He's gonna say he's gonna spit on me. Like all this stuff, that is completely ridiculous, 
right? But as we get really down and, and the more time we spend just writing everything out in our head, we can see it, we can, we can distill it, and we can focus on what we need to take action on. And by the end of it, you're just like, okay, this is the, this, these are the two things I can take action on. Everything else is imaginary. Nothing else, that stuff's not gonna happen. So how do I start taking action on these two things? And you can start problem solving. And that's where all of these creatives, all of our, all of our, our um, this is our expertise. We problem solve. This is what we're good at. We problem solve visually, um, brand wise, mindset, whatever it is, we problem solve. And you can get tactile. You can get tact, you know, you you get tactical, and you can say, okay, um, I might not be able to pay pay rent this month. That's a very practical thing. If I don't get this job, I might be might not be able to pay rent this month. Then you start looking at that as like, okay, what are the other things that I have coming in? What what are the other ways I can make money? Blah blah. And you start solving that problem, and your fear just completely dissipates because now you have an action plan. You're basically strategizing for yourself to manage your own thoughts and fears. So one of the things you told me a couple of weeks ago, you said, I want you to write down everything that you're afraid of with camp or whatever. And I had said, I'm afraid that um, I will forget somebody's name and that they won't feel loved when they come on. And because they have like iPad on their computer <laughs> instead of their name. And you're like, well, okay, that's realistic. But could you solve that? And you're, I was like, you know, it, I think what, what I'm hearing is that instead of just focusing on the full swarm, I'm focusing on one bee at a time and realizing that this isn't a really, I can just say, hey, everybody, can you click on the three dots and make sure that your name says your name or at least your first name so then I can start connecting the name and the, the face because I want people to feel seen. It's kind of focusing on, on one bee at a time. It's actually... Not really. It's really kind of taking a macro view of the swarm. Okay. Right. You're standing back and you're, you're just like, okay, I feel like I'm being attacked by bees right now. Right. And instead of being in the swarm, you have to step back to see what's happening and know that, okay, what's the one thing I can do to start to dissipate these fears. And the one thing that I always go to is writing it out. I want to write out all my fears. Like in a list Every, or like in a paragraph just form? Free, just free form. Doesn't, however you want to get that out. Some people do illustrated notes. They just like start drawing and, you know, whatever, however you can get those things out so that you can practically see them on a piece of paper in front of you. It doesn't, it doesn't matter the, the, the form it actually takes after. What matters is the doing. Right. And we've talked about that before. The, the doing is really what in the power of it. And the doing really just kind of starts shrinking everything and shrinking everything and shrinking everything. Um, but the first thing to do is recognize that you are in that swarm. Mm. Right. And that swarm only continues to get bigger the longer you allow it to just swarm and, and surround you. So, the one thing that you can do to shrink the swarm and to dissipate it is to write, is to get it out, is to speak it out. Even if you want to do that, you can do that as well. You know, I, I know people that will just like get on camera and say, okay, look, this is what I'm afraid of. Boom, 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 and they just start talking and talking and talking and getting it out, but they have to get it out. You have to get it out of your head. Then they'll watch it back and they'll be like, oh, I look, I sound like an idiot. Like, this is ridiculous. I sound like a complete moron right now. I'm afraid of my own shadow. And that's not, that's not true. I've done this and, and it's not, you know, you're looking at yourself. It's like, who is this person in front of me? Because you completely lose yourself in the swarm. Right. If we're going to continue with that, that analogy. Um, okay. So um, Fabio, do you want to come on? Cause you have a, so I was going to ask a question that maybe, maybe Fabio connected to, but I'm happy to pop you on, but what about when you have transitioned, you're, you're, you're pivoting or you're going uh, to working on your own and you've been handling freelance. And um, I think a lot of times often we take on too much at that pivot point, right? We're like, mm -hmm. and then we get overwhelmed. And sometimes we reach out. I know um, that there have been times that I've been reached out to by somebody, a friend who's like, Hey, do you have time to work on this website? And I'm like, sure. You know, it, um, I think it's just about 
again, this is where community really plays a role. But if you're in a vacuum, if you're alone, you don't really, you feel like you have to take everything on and you have to take, you have to do it all on your own. What kind of, what about somebody who's not connected or somebody who doesn't feel, what would be something that you would tell them if they're in that taking on, they're just taking on more work, maybe not even things that they really um, want to do, but they're in that sort of fear. And so they have way a ton of work, but not enough time. It's not really a question. I know, but it's a situation. (laughs) Lots of people get in. So you're talking about basically overwhelming yourself because you're afraid of not making it or not having, you don't know when the next one will come. So you say yes. And there's never any filter. So, and I don't, I'm not saying that that's what, um, Mm, so you're saying yes too much. I you're saying yes too much because of fear. Mm. I think. So that's basically called a scarcity mindset, right? So you say yes to everything. You're, you're, mom's friends, $2 logo, and your, your, you know, your big client that's willing to pay you $5,000 for a logo. You're saying yes to everybody and you're giving everybody the same priority um, because you're, you're scared that if I don't do this now, I'm never going to have enough, mm-hmm. or I'm never going to see another client like this, or I'm never X, Y, Z. It doesn't really matter what, how you finish that sentence. When you say, I will never, it's such a, it's such a negative, it's a powerfully charged negative statement that destroys anything that you want to do. So what you need to do is take a step back and really understand where you want to go in your personal journey, right? For Ashwin, it's more speaking. It's more um, teaching, more giving value through um, through workshops and, and speaking, right? For for uh, those of us like, you know, uh, myself and Van, maybe we're, we're really pushing into our personal brand and trying to make that the penultimate thing as opposed to doing um, just doing creative work. Um, you know, I have friends that are really pivoting hard out of design or engineering and doing something completely radically different because they feel that's really where they find joy. Um, yeah, Maura is you know, here. She's doing that. She's, she's in that pr- pivoting place of yeah. she's pouring more into what she, her illustration and what she wants to do. Mm. It, it doesn't, it hasn't, um, you know, it doesn't always, it's not like this big, somebody buys a hundred thousand dollars worth of your whatever, right? right? It doesn't happen like that, but it happens in small increments. But how do you keep going? Well, it, it really, people want to like a silver bullet for motivation, but people don't understand that motivation and inspiration actually come after doing, right? It's like, as you do, you are motivated to continue on as you're, as you're inspired to start, you're actually motivated to continue on. And the more, the more you do, the more momentum you build and the more it motivates you to push, push through and and continue on. Um, So it's really about assessing what you want. Do you want to have this career where you're saying yes to everything? Are there certain clients you really want to work with? Do you have any of those clients? Where do they live? Where can, how can you start focusing everything towards making that stuff for them? Sometimes we have to take a break from all client work and design, design work for ourselves that speak to the people that we want to work for. Um, There's a lot of great examples of this. Uh, One of, you know, most of us know Chris Doe. He has a really good friend that, runs this agency in Pasadena called Farm Design and they didn't have any clients at one point and they wanted to really work on restaurant clients. So they invented three, two or three restaurants. They did a full branding package. They did a whole case study on it. They put it on Behance and lo and behold, restaurants started calling them, right? So we have to put out the work that we want to be known for. And with that, we start actually becoming more discerning about the things that we say yes to or say no to. But you really have to do a little bit of work and really understanding who you are, where you want to go. 
So I wasn't, I, and I'm just typed it into uh, Fabio. It, he said in his defense he, of taking to a million jobs, which I know you're not taking a million jobs. I'm also parsing the best fit and eventually um, up the load with that client. <laughs> and then he says, no, I am. LOL, LOL, LOL. And that means laughing out loud, mom, a whole bunch. Um, but but I think that so many people I have, there's a girl that I used to work with in Colorado and she will, she, it's always, she's in this constant um, feast and she's so worried about the famine, but the famine has never hit in 20 years. She has not hit a famine, but it it's being so afraid of, of that. And the downtimes, I think that one of the things I know Jeremy said before is that, um, Oh, I posted two questions in the Q and A. Oh, yeah, forget about my question. Oh, Van, do you want to just come on? Oh, she does no, not never want mind. to come she on. She's not two hours of sleep, and she doesn't want to get on camera. Right. Okay. Um. So, okay, you. I'll read it for you, Mario. Okay. So we were in okay. a mastermind last year where you were exploring ways to discover brand and personal core values. What tools or exercises would you suggest that are helpful? Ooh, that's a good question. This was me, right, Van? Like we were talking about me. And, and you're talking about me in my first in that first question. I think you are. Um, ways to explore uh, or discovering your brand or personal values. Um, you just have to do some some sit down work. And um, what I've done, again, like I said, writing is powerful. Um, I had to get away for a little bit. Um, it sounds like I went to institute. Um, I, it's just moments like, you know, I have a few hours, you know what, I'm going to take a drive to a place mm. that is a bit peaceful and I'm going to have my journal and I'm going to write all the things that are important to me. And out of that came things like creating, creating things. Out of that came something uh, along the lines of helping people. And out of that came, uh, making sure that my family is cared for and loved and taken care of. So out of that writing and just exploring what is important to me, I started to, to really define. And I, you know, I wrote down a lot of things, but then you start circling things. Oh, that, that refers to family. That refers to family. That's, that's family as well. So I started, it's almost like mind mapping, right? You're, you're, you're seeing where all the themes kind of match and you're like, you know, that's, those are the things that are important to me. Um, I care deeply about um, how people see themselves. Um, and that's something that I've worked with Diane about a, a lot, um, how they see themselves and, and whether or not they, they, they see the value that they were gifted when they were designed, you know, when they were, when they were, when they were born and that they have that value. I, I care deeply about that. So mindset became a very, very specific and focused point of um, uh, core value in that sense. Um, uh, so really it was just as simple as writing things down, writing it down that I didn't go through a framework. All I asked myself was what is truly important to me in my life and family came out, helping others came out, being service, being of service to others, um, and, um, creating came out, um, you know, other things came out like, like, um, fitness or self-care actually came out as well. So um, there are themes that kind of come out as you start just really diving deep and asking yourself, what is important to me in my life? So that was, that was the main thing that helped. I, I know it's not an easy like plug and play thing, but really just, you got to sit down for, for some time, get quiet, have your favorite, you know, beverage of choice, uh, perhaps not alcohol because that will take you down a different path. Um, like coffee or tea or something and, and try to make it in the morning when it's quiet, um, get some sunlight and just start writing um, because it, it's a huge, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge dive into your person. And if you don't know who that is, you need to do some self-discovery and, and start figuring that out. I know um, Paul has done this in a different way from our friend Shane. Shane, um, he'll write what he's accomplished at the end of every week. Um, and I think that when we do something just simple like that, again, I think of like, I feel like you're, you write a lot. And so for somebody like me who's not writing, I'm, I take lots of notes, but I'm not necessarily um, putting those into 
uh, longer thoughts or I'm not taking enough time to do that. So for somebody like me and Fabio, what would be a baby step to starting that practice? Everybody has some way that they express their thoughts. Um, Diane and I discussed this last year when she was going to ask all these people to be in her, in her um, camp. Uh, camp. And she's like, well, I'm going to write an email, blah, blah, isn't that? I'm like, Diane, what, why are you doing that? People need to see you. People need to see your glasses. They need to see you, your, your edits and kind of like your, you know, your silly, quirky, quirky yeah. things that you do. And they have to experience you, especially if they don't know you, they have to experience you and they have to experience you awkwardly asking them to be on your thing because that's what it's all about. You're, you're, you're the thing. And so for Diane, it's video. Um, if you, if you know, Diane, if you're close to Diane and she has your Marco Polo ID, then you know that Marco Polo is her love language. That's how she, she needs to, she needs to be on video. She needs to be talking. Um, and Diane, that's a perfect way for you to do it. You don't need to write and it doesn't need to be long form Mm. paragraph. I, I, I have messy notebooks of just like jotting down notes and ideas and one word phrases that, that, that trigger exactly what I needed to say. Just, just draw, mark, mark something up, speak into a camera or speak into your phone. If you just want to do audio Um, that helps it get it out, but you really want to see it as well. Um, So find your media of choice or medium of choice and get it out into a form that's visible, I think. Um, so completely nixing that audio only option, but you need to see it. You need to see some, some expression of your thoughts visually so that you, it's not imaginary anymore. Okay, so we're gonna, I know Paul has something. So when you said that about, oh, Diane needs to see herself on video, it does, it like conjures up one of those bee swarms and my mom's here. I'm pretty sure she's still here unless they like, nope, she's still here. But like, I think she'll say, oh, maybe not. She wouldn't say this. But I also, uh, I worry about what, um, yeah, Bruce says, get your audio transcribed. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, but it, now I worry about what people will think, oh, well, she needs to be on video. But you're just saying it's just a recording method. Nobody else has to see that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely not. This is for you. This is not like I don't I don't write my lists out and say and post them on Instagram. It's like, oh, this is what's going on in my head right now. That would completely defeat the purpose, right? You this is self-work. And I don't think we do enough self-work. So I want to ask because this kind of goes into this Paul question. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't yeah, want to come on. That. He just wants to um, me to read it. I love Paul. Okay, so um talk about how talking about how you see yourself reminded me that I spend a lot of time worrying about how, how others see me. And I know I shouldn't, it shouldn't matter, but Paul, we all do it or I do it too, Mm -hmm. at least me and you buddy. Um, But it does matter in regards to our marketing and our self-promotion. Absolutely. So, um, well, it can, it can affect if we market, if we self-promote, right? Um, What would, or not self-promote, what would Mario recommend to reconcile this? Don't worry what others think, but do be aware of what others think. That's a great question. This is the the two-sided, two-headed beast, right? Two-sided, two sides of the coin uh, and the the two-headed beast. We do need to express um, who we are and and what we think. Um, But if we're not doing that from a genuine and authentic place, then we're going to be worried about what others think. Does that make sense? So if I'm if I'm going to show up on camera and I'm going to say all these things that I don't believe, my imposter is going to be huge and aggressively attacking me because I'm not coming from an authentic place or I'm not coming from a place of expertise or personal knowledge or personal expression. I'm coming from, I learned this and I haven't yet put it in practice and I'm just going to share it because I want people to think something of me. Oh. Right. So when we, the reason we worry so much of what others, other people think of us a lot of times is because we're not actually truly being authentic to who we are. The more, the more inauthentic we are, the larger that fear is. Now there is the fear of, I'm going to truly be authentic to myself and share who I am and share what I know. 
And there's a level of worry about that as well, right? We want people to like us. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to ask you everybody a question here and especially Diane, what's more important? Do you want to have self-respect because you know who you are and you're able to share that freely? Or do you want the respect of people that you don't really actually know? I would like to be respected by people that actually know me and I should value them. But I also think in, in maybe Paul's case is when you you've pivoted and it, maybe it's a significant pivot, maybe it's not. Um, and you've gone from something that you did study, you, you know, you, you've spent time doing this, but you didn't really have a community. And this is where, to me, this is why I started design recharge in 2012 is because I didn't have other people to share these things I was learning with. And as uh, I developed community by y'all coming every Wednesday, um, I think that because I think Paul is really, really good at what he does. But I think sometimes we need that validation or for people to. I agree with you. He needs to just be him. And he's just relaunched his website. So you should put in your website in the chat there, Paul. This week he did it. Um, but it has a lot of him in it. It has a lot of quirkiness. and um, But he totally knows book design and the ins and the outs of it all. But I think that sometimes when you're around other people, like I buy the typography from Chris Doe. I have read so many typography books. I went to a typography focused school. Like, I don't know why I worry that maybe he knows something that I don't know, you know, so I buy the typography and then I'm relieved. And I think some of it's like that. I think sometimes you need to practice with people that love you and care about you. Right. And then you can go out and stand. Um, but it is like every year I get super anxious when I get those videos out and Mario gives me a, <laughs> uh, it's going to be fine. Let people sleep, you know, but Sunday night I got two hours of sleep because I was just so anxious. Yeah. I think in, Paul, in Paul's case, maybe it's just because it is a pivot and maybe because, you know, I, I can't speak to exactly what it is, Paul, but maybe you can type it in. Um, but I, it does matter, but what, what matters more that you're, you're sought after for being a facade that you're putting up or that you're for, you know, that you're sought after by millions of people for this facade that you're putting up, but you can't actually live with yourself because that's not really actually who you are or you're sought after three people when you have put your whole self up there. I think the three people is vastly more valuable. What about with Paul? Cause he totally knows it, but then he may be, or me, I think what I'm doing is worthy, right? Um, but it's mm. then it's the worry that I am really being authentically me and people might still reject me. Who are these people and why do they matter to you? I think you need to ask that question. I don't know who those people I, are. Exactly. So I think you need to ask yourself that question, right? Who are these people that I'm so afraid of not liking me that I don't know yet? Mm. Or, and why why do I care so much about this person that doesn't, that I don't know yet that is that they're going to reject me? Why, why do I care so much about that? And that's, that's something that you have to use. That's a deeper, that's a much deeper thing, right? Why, why do I worry so much about It's called fear of other people's opinion. Why do I worry that, about that so much? You know, isn't, we'll take you as an example, Diane, are you worried more about what Bob Goff, who doesn't know who you are, thinks about you and your conference or say Van, who deeply knows you? Yeah, if Van had said no, it would be rough. But like it right. took you forever to list, watch your video. And I'm like, oh, pretty sure you're saying yes already. Right. But again, that's just anxiety. But I would I would care more about what you and I. Again, I just think about when I didn't get a job at Auburn and I was like, wow, what it, was it just that I, what did I do as an undergrad that so turned them off that I was too much of me, right? Too loud or too friendly or too whatever that it, they, they weren't proud of me. And that was 
you know, uh, I know that's weird. Like, I think we, I think we have to like really start. And this is, this is kind of maybe pivoting off to the topic a little bit, but like, I think we have to ask ourselves, why are we so worried about this organization, this person, this, this community that obviously doesn't want to, doesn't connect with who I am? Why do I want to connect with them? Mm, that's true. Let's take it back to a very practical example that probably most of us understand. When you're young, when you're going after that guy or that girl and you really wanted them to like you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you started, you started like stalking them and like really like, I want to know, I want to know what they like. And you started really discovering you don't like anything that they like and they don't like anything that you like. Mm. But you go after them anyway, and you're miserable in a relationship for however many months or years or whatever, right? Because you become, you have, you have transformed your true self into the self that, that this person wants you to be. So you're liber- literally living a lie. Why do you want that? Hmm, I don't want that. Why do you, right. Why do you want to be with an organization that doesn't want all of who you are? That doesn't make any sense. Right. I know we feel we feel afraid or we feel we feel rejected. But if we start really breaking down that rejection, it's like I actually don't like those people. I'm not like those people. Why am I caring so much that they have rejected me? Is it because I'm is it because my ego has hurt? Because I, I wanted to be hired by this person or I wanted to do this job or whatever. You have to really, really assess. Like, is it is it you? Is it your work? And and if it is you, then why do you want to connect with people that don't like you? Right. That makes no sense, right? So, some of it is just like self diagnosis. You like really have to like determine why you're so hung up on wanting to be liked by this specific group of people or this specific job or whatever it is, you know, I think that's why it's, that's why great salesmen are great because they focus on getting a thousand no's. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go out and get as many no's as I can, because when the yes comes, then I'm, then that's, that will take care that will wash away all of those things. Right. Sales gets a bad rap because we, we just have that used car salesman idea in our head but really like good salesmen is like is 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 determined they're deliberate they're focused and it's not that they're getting you to buy something but they're focused they're, they're ready for you to say no to them they want you to say no to them because it's a challenge mm. it's exciting right sometimes it's just a, a figuring out like why is it that i care so much about this person or these people or this organization do they align with my values? Do they align with my core values? Back to Van's original question. Do they align with that? Do they align with, with who I am and what I'm about? Then if yes, okay, then, then what about us isn't the right fit? Do a little bit more investigation, right? Maybe, maybe you're just too young in your career. Maybe they weren't ready to take on someone that is so senior in their organization. They don't, they don't have room for you at this point. Right. It could be a myriad of things, but you have to really assess like why it matters to you. And that's, that's a deeper, that's a deeper thing. Yeah. That definitely takes some self-investigation. I just want to read some stuff that's in the chat and I know we're over time, so we got to let you go. Um, So um, everybody said, nice work, Paul. I hope you got to see that. Lots of people. Um, And uh, Maura had said, people do talk badly about people. But again, I don't want to be friends with the people that are talking bad about people. So I'm going right. to be okay with that. And then Regime said, um, why do you want to stay connected with them? It's okay to not be friends with them. And I think that's a hard of- thing for Diane to hear. <laughs> it's hard for me to reject somebody. Um, yeah. And it's hard, really, rejection is a really big one for me. So then Paul, me, me and Paul are on the same page here today. Um, as he said, why? Because of validation. We want to feel validated, especially by those who will never give it to us. And this is that longer question, that deeper dive, I think, that um, 
we just need to keep asking why I think Paul in that. Um, and then regime said she was dealing with that this month. And then John said, I think it's human nature to be a part of a pod. And if you're not accepted at one point in history, it meant death. And then Paul, uh, Paul said, yeah, we didn't, we don't want to die. We, and we'll kill ourselves trying. Yeah. Yeah. So Van had one other question. Um, or Ash, Ashwin says your identity needs to be anchored in the unshakable love and truth of how the creator sees you. If you do, no. if you do, you will not no longer feel rejected. I agree with that as well. Okay, here we go. Van's question. She said, have you covered this yet? And we haven't. So I don't know if this will be our last question. Thank you guys for um, some people coming on. I appreciate Jeremy and his sweatiness at the gym. And Ashwin, I appreciate it. I know it's evening for you. So thank you. So Van asked, um, would you share your perspective on setting boundaries? Because that, again, helps to know who you're going to be rejected to as well, I think. So we hear all the time that we might know intellectually that this is a thing to do. But many of us have not been taught how to set these boundaries. What do boundaries look and feel like? What mindset must we adopt to help move forward? Is any of this covered next week? Uh, I think not. There's no real single talk about boundaries, but there's there are touch points of boundaries throughout a lot of the talks. Um, so boundaries are a result of knowing who you are. So this actually dovetails with your, with your other question, Van, very nicely. Um, if you know yourself very well, then you know your boundaries. You know who, who you need to be around. You know who you need to avoid. Um, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of relationships that, that we, will, we will experience that may appear like one and actually be the other either in positive to negative or negative to positive, right? We may feel like this person needs big boundaries. I need to keep my distance from this person and I can only give them this part of me. Or we may be duped into getting sucked into someone's, um, their personality and come to find out that they're exactly the type of person that we are supposed to stay, get, stay away from. Um, so really it comes out of truly knowing who you are and knowing your personality. What do I need to stay away from? What kind of people do I need to draw deep and definite boundaries with? What kind of people do I want around me that are going to feed my life? And what people that um, are, do I, are just completely toxic for my life? And you really have to do a deep dive on like figuring out those people and as you talk to people, you need to develop a set of questions or a way of asking questions that can lead you to one of those decisions, right? How can I determine whether this person is toxic for me or how can I determine whether this person is being really, um, can be an actual additive to my life? Um, and that, you know, that, that really just takes a little bit of time and, and figuring out, but um, it's, understanding who you are at the core more than anything you have to know you have to know who you are okay does that help i think it helps and uh, van said so what i'm hearing is the boundaries are natural result of knowing ourselves and our values clearly and then ashwin said all relationships should be two-way stream give and take and he said she said yes great answer thank you okay i know you got to go thank you so much for doing this and uh, being here and you guys if you want to i'm going to be going next week if you want you can go to mindset reboot or bitly bit.ly slash mindset reboot 2021 or you can just go to bitly bit.ly slash mindset reboot and then you can use that code um to that's um recharge me Anyway, all one word, all capitals, I guess. Anyway, I'm excited. So it starts early. It's, do you want to give them kind of how it goes? And then, cause there's Q and A at the end and. Yeah. So every day there's going to be three videos released uh, from one of our speakers. Um, Diane is going to be kicking it off. Uh, and uh, so we're going to have three, three videos uh, being launched every day. You can be there for the exact time or you can have a, you know, watch a, a repeat at some other time. That's not a problem. Um, and then uh, the only thing you'll miss out on is like the live chat. 
So 6 a.m. Pacific time, 7.30 a.m., and then 9 a.m., all Pacific time. Then we're going to have a regroup Zoom session with myself um, every day. It's just going to be like a Q&A, free form, open to anybody who shows up. Uh, it can be anybody. Some of the speakers may show up. Some of the yeah, attendees may show up. Uh, really, is, there's really no defined uh, thing for that. It's really just going to be open forum for about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. And then um, there's going to either be a bonus video released later that day um, of uh, people like Chris is going to be like the last video that we, it's just a bonus video um, or a workshop. So we're going to have two workshops, uh, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday, hopefully uh, live. We'll see, we'll see what happens the day of, but uh, Lisa Galea out of Australia is going to do a workshop on why we make the decisions we make from a psychological, psychological point of view. And Eric Corm is going to talk about, um, I believe he's going to be talking about um, high performance and, and really um, kind of dovetailing into like, what he spoke about on at the at the conference. He's going to be on his same day on Thursday. So um, those are going to be fun. If you can show up for those, um, that would be fun. Anyway, I'm super excited. And I kind of took the whole time to do it. So I'm eating lunch with uh, my friend Jody and maybe um, Andrew. We're going to eat lunch and talk about what we've learned so far. So we have that. Anyway, it'll be fun. I'm excited to learn with with people and I hope you guys will check it out and just uh, bit.ly bit.ly slash mindset reboot and um, Mario thank you so much I know you got to go wrangle your kids so I hope that you have a great day and I will see you guys um, yes. I won't see you next week because I'm going to be at the mindset <laughs> reboot so I'll see you on uh, June 2nd and I'm going to let you guys go thank you Mario you're welcome bye bye <laughs>